Hey friend, welcome back to Bible Tracked Echoes. Thank you, thank you for concluding your week right here with me. I'm Michael McCurry, your host. I'm so appreciative of the fact that I get to speak to you today. Now, we've been in 1 Kings chapter 21 all this week, and we are going to conclude our time together there this week. It's amazing what the, what we can mine out of one passage of scripture. And we've been kind of using this as our jumping off point into a lot of other scriptures. I think we've gotten into, I don't know, 20, 25, 30 different uh, Bible verses th throughout this week, just endeavoring to kind of prove the point. Before we dive into our Bible study, find your place, 1 Kings 21. Let me tell you about a gospel tract. I've got one in my hands right now called The Tragedy of a Wasted Life. The tragedy of a wasted life. What a sad thing you would be to live an entire life through. Get to the end of it. Wake up and talk to the judge, God Almighty, and find out that our life had been wasted. Well, there is a way to make sure our life is not wasted. This gospel track tells you all about that. You can go to BibleTractsInc.org, BibleTractsInc.org, to get some of this gospel tract for free. We'd love to send you some. We have 45, 50, 55 different titles. That's just in English. We have many of those that have been translated into other languages as well. They're actually printing some for the Philippines right now. But you can go to Bible Tracks Inc. and order some today. I'd love for you to use Gospel Tracks. It's amazing to know what God has done. Last year, 2022, we saw 300, get this, 329 people let us know they accepted Christ because of gospel tracts. This year, we are well over 200 people already to this point in the year. My prayer going into this year was that we would average more than one per day. One per day notifying us that they've accepted Christ because of gospel tracts, and we are well on our way toward that mark. I'd ask you to pray with and for us about that. Now, 1 Kings 21, we began this week with a word of prayer. And I'd like to, we'll conclude here in just a little while, have, I don't know, less than 10 minutes together. But if you wouldn't mind, could we bow our heads and maybe bow our hearts at the same time? Maybe you're driving right now and you can't close your eyes. That, that's all right. Would you just listen as I pray as we dive into the concluding broadcast of this week? Father, we're so very grateful for what you've done for us. We are thankful for the privilege of gathering together. I know it feels one-sided a little bit. Me communicating to these dear folks on the other side of a radio or phone speaker, maybe watching on YouTube, but I'm so privileged to have this opportunity. Lord, we're thankful for what you've done for us. I know it's cliche to say, but if we woke up today with only what we thanked you for yesterday, what would we have? God, I ask that right now that I be speaking to a praying people. I, I hope, Lord, that this is not the first time that they've spent some time bowing their heads, their hearts, maybe even their knees before you were thrown. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you have done. But we pray in faith. Thank you for what you will do. I, I'm sure there's many dealing with heavy burdens, circumstances of life. We ask you to help them with those things now. We ask all these things in your son's name we pray. Amen. 1 Kings 21 is where we are. Let's read the first three verses. That's kind of been our starting point the last couple of, uh, this past week. 1 Kings 21, verse 1. And it came to pass after these things that Naboth the Jezreelite had a vineyard. 
which was in Jezreel, hard by the palace of Ahab, king of Samaria. And Ahab spake unto Naboth, saying, Give me thy vineyard, that I may have it for a garden of herbs, because it is near unto my house, and I will give thee for it a better vineyard than it, or if it seem good to thee, I will give thee the value, the worth of it in money. And Naboth said to Ahab, The Lord forbid it me that I should give the inheritance of my fathers unto thee. Now pause here for just a moment. We've been talking throughout this week about this concept. Some things are not for sale. Some things are not for sale. I believe it was on Tuesday. We began with on Monday the thought that we must make a decision not to sell out some important things. And then Tuesday, we asked, is your doctrine for sale? There are some important things when it comes to doctrine that we need to be very careful not to sell out. We asked on Wednesday, are your distinctives for sale? Yesterday is your direction, meaning also your destination for sale. And today we're going to ask this question, will you dedicate to never selling out. Let's give a, a definition for dedication. This is straight from Webster's 1828. Dedication, the act of consecrating to a divine being or to a sacred use, as in the dedication of Solomon's temple. The act of devoting or giving to. While we look at this thought of dedication, dedicating to never selling out, we're going to zoom in in just a few brief moments we have together. We're going to zoom in on one practical thing that I believe truly will help you immensely if you desire not to sell out. What is that? We're going to talk about your friendships. Often, there's many different ways we would come at this, and we're going to give you some scripture in just a moment about being careful with, uh, with what the value that God's given you. You say, I don't have a lot of value. I don't have any potential. Friend, you're lying to yourself because God loves you. God places a high price on you, a high value on you. So actually, on that, in that vein, let me give you a few scripture verses before we get to this topic of friends. Romans 12, verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. That sounds like dedication to me. Luke 9, 23. And he, Jesus, said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Matthew 16, 24. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, same thing, different uh, gospel. Let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Galatians, uh, Colossians chapter 3, verses 23 and 24. And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. It sounds like our dedication with the things of value God's given us to God needs to be a little stronger even. And how we, It would be a sad thing if we loved our family, if we treated our family better than we treated the God of the universe. As to the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. And last one for now, Galatians 2.20. I appreciate you being patient with all this scripture. I don't think it's a bad thing for us to use a lot of scripture, do you? Galatians 2.20. I am crucified with Christ. Paul speaking here. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. This idea of dedication there are some things of doctrine, distinctives, direction that have been given to us that are incredibly important, but I want to zoom in on this point. I mentioned yesterday that your direction determines your destination. 
Your direction determines your destination. That's true. But I'll also say this. Your direction also determines your traveling companions on the way to your destination. I think it was uh, yesterday I asked this question as we concluded. On a scale of 1 to 10, how likely are you to be serving God faithfully 5 or 10 years from now? And maybe you weren't able to answer that question. Or maybe you just didn't want to be honest with yourself. And I'd understand it because maybe the, the answer wasn't what you wanted to give. But a really easy way to judge for yourself your direction, an incredibly easy way to figure out where you are, where you will be in five or ten years, is to look at the people that surround you. I'm not necessarily telling you uh, you're going to be the sum total of the people that surround you in five years. I'm not saying, I think there's a statement, uh, something along the lines of you are the average of who you hang around or or something along those lines. But that, that may be true. But as we take it biblically here, If you look at who your traveling companions are, meaning in this spiritual walk that I hope you're walking on, as you walk along, who is walking alongside you? Because if those people do not want to serve God, if those people have no desire to please God, if those people are actually adamantly opposed to the will of God, then I can tell you which direction you're going. Because your traveling companions are determined by the destination you're walking towards. Let me give you this thought from George Washington. Be courteous to all, but intimate with few. And let those few be well tried before you give them your confidence. Who are your friends? If you want to dedicate not to sell out, what God's given you. Maybe they're matters of doctrine, maybe distinctives, maybe you fill the blank. But regardless, if you want to dedicate not to sell out, you'd be very careful. You would be wise to be very careful about your traveling companions. Let me ask these questions for you as we draw to a close. How important are your friends to your level of spirituality? Do your friends help or hurt your walk with God? What kind of friends would God want you to have? Do you, and you say, sounds like you're talking to teenagers. I'm talking to you, friend. Do you have friends who use bad language, talk about bad things, or listen to bad music? Would your friends encourage you to read your Bible, go to church, or witness to the lost? Do your friends push you to use more gospel tracts? I hope so. But if not, I can tell you what kind of friends they are. Are you dedicated to the Lord? Just asking questions here. I hope you have the answers to them. If you had to prove your dedication... What would you point to as proof? Do you read the Bible daily? Do you pray daily? Are you faithful to church? If the answer, though, is no to any of these, how do you think you can call yourself dedicated? Let's end with this. What, I think I began the week here, what would the world have to offer you to sell out? To sell out those things of real importance. Some scriptural some righteous things. What would the world have to offer you to get you to sell out? Cash? Are you simple enough that you can be bought out with cash, with money? Maybe it's comfort or convenience. Friend, the devil has, I think, wooed more Americans with comfort than he has hardship. A lot of people, they have a hard time. Maybe they'll shake their fist at God and say, I can't believe you do this to me, God. That happens, I'm sure. I feel I've seen a lot more Christians, especially American Christians, 
that have been swayed to unrighteousness by convenience and comfort. How about compromise? A crowd or connections, just talking about friends. What's going to cause you to sell out? Lastly, this, carnality or culture. Culture doesn't dictate righteousness, friend. This book does right here, the Bible. This is the barometer. Let me ask your friend, if you're listening right now, and you need to get right with God about any of these issues, I, I ask that you pray, that you talk to him, and then you get those things settled. Do business with God before he has to do business with you. I want to thank you so much for joining us once again today on Bible Trek Echoes. Listen in next week. Thank you, thank you for your listenership and investment of time. Have a great day for his glory. We'll plan on talking to you soon. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Track Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 604. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.